This is Cause We're Dads. I got it from my daddy. I got it from my daddy. I got it, got it. Welcome everyone uh, to a new episode. This is Cause We're Dads. Josh is here. Eric. And we are ready to go, man. What a freaking week. Uh, obviously, you know, what's going on nationally, but even for myself and for yourself, for me, uh, a little update for everybody. I know I talked about me a couple episodes back, but, uh, we found a place we're in escrow. Yeah. We're ready uh, to make that move. And, uh, thankfully, thank you. Thank you. Thankfully it is a small apartment that we live in. So it's not a lot of packing, but it's still packing sucks. Uh, in the sense of, I don't want my wife to do anything cause she's pregnant. So I'm doing most of it. I'm very grateful. That we have a small rough. place, but, and I appreciate the boxes, Eric. I've yeah, literally used all the boxes you gave us. I have more dude, if you need them. <laughs> okay. That'll work. I'm definitely gonna need those, but it's been fun. Um, so yeah. how you been? Uh, it's been, it's been a week. It's been a month really. Wait, no, it's just the beginning of November, but it's been a, a crazy. It feels like a month. Two months. <laughs> yes, it, it really does. Um, but overall, it, it's been good. Hectic, constantly busy with two kids. It's it's definitely uh, something new, but definitely embracing it and, and taking it on for sure. That's good. I'm glad. I'm very very glad. Yeah. Um. So today's episode, um, and if you see if your list or clicked on it, it's about mental health. Um, something that is very very important to me, very important to Eric, uh, mainly because. Uh, this is a very, very like, how do I say touchy sensitive? subject? Yeah. Yeah. Some, yeah. Sensitive subject for men. Um, especially how men have looked at mental health in the past compared to what it is now. Um, and I'm very glad that we're in every avenue of social media that I've seen. We're talking more and more about mental health for men. Um, obviously mental health for uh, you know, your wife and especially if she's expecting or she's already, you know, it, your baby's, you know, out already and living. Postpartum. Yeah. And, you know, that's so important. Um, but dads too, not saying they're more important. Um, I always feel like the wife and the mother is the most important thing. Um, but you do have to make sure you take care of yourself. So, um, yeah. but yeah, the, uh, that's kind of like what we we'll, uh, like what we're talking about for this episode mainly is just what, how to deal with that crap essentially. Yeah. I mean, really there's, there's no, well, I think the biggest challenge overall, I mean, even over dealing with it is recognizing that there's an issue. Yeah. I mean, I think that that's probably like number one. There's a lot of times where I, I don't know, I'm, I'm on edge or like super focused on something. And then, my wife will come in and, and kind of check me in, in a sense and yeah. put me back to where I need to be because I'm just either hyper-focused or just all over the place or just, yeah. So, so. and then that's mentally where it's funny you said, cause that's mentally where I'm at right now is, you know, one, the, the biggest thing is I have a pregnant wife at home during a pandemic. That's kind of always been the, the rough. giant underline of everything. Um, where, you know, there's a possibility that my job is, you know, as of right now, okay. Uh, but working in sports, it's so fiscally all over the place because of, you know, 
not having attendance in California and things like that. And just overall revenue. So that's something that I worry about. Um, you know, thankfully Vanessa has been good in her job. So it hasn't been too worrisome, but it's her, what she does for a living because of the, the, you know, national climate of our politics and government. It has added so much more stress to her. Um, and then obviously the election and uh, family, everything. And it's just, and then now that we're going to move, it's that added stress of moving. So mentally, I'm just like, I feel like I have to like, I have specific days of the week or time of the day of when to focus on one thing. It's okay. Let me worry about pandemic stuff today or worry about, you know, pregnancy stuff today or at this time. So it's, it's definitely, that's where I'm at mentally. It's just, it's kind of all over the place. Yeah, dude. I, I literally had to shut the, the news off. Like I, I think there was throughout this whole pandemic, I think there was a month where I just didn't even pay any attention to it. Uh, I just, lived my life and it was great until I started watching again when <laughs> everything when it started getting like really political and things started getting just crazy for I mean our country but um of course I popped on the news and they would talk about COVID and then kind of brought me back like oh yeah we're in a pandemic other yeah. than going out and putting on your mask when you go places and so on and so forth but there's a little part where I, I kind of just forgot about it a little bit. Yeah. It, it's, it's weird. It's those daily reminders. Like, you know, I put on a mask has been so normal to me that, you know, I, we would go to the store and put on the mask and, you know, get what you need to get, but it, then they would have those daily, those, if it's daily or weekly occurrences of something happening where it wakes you up again, where you hear, Oh my God, so-and-so that we know got COVID and they're not doing yeah. well or, um, so-and-so's pregnant as well. We have a friend, another friend of ours who just got pregnant and we're like, that's great. And they're like, yeah, we don't like, we're really worried too. Or, um, you know, especially with like, you know, with work and stuff like, oh, you know, we found out like to give you a little insight, I work for an athletics department and they're on the verge of possibly cutting the program. So I get that like news and it's those constant things of just like, like you said, it's good to have those breaks because those things are going to come into your uh, quote unquote, like internal news feed. You're going to get those updates of your life no matter what. So it's, it's important to have those breaks when you can. Um, Mental breaks for sure. Um, wow. Yeah. And, and it's, it, it's unfortunate. It's, I mean, right now, because it just seems like it's one thing after the other, like, you just kind of get over one thing and something else is right there knocking at the door saying, uh, I'm here. Now it's something else to stress about. Like it, it's, it's crazy. You're trying to just get a break throughout all of this. And it's well, definitely a struggle. And that's, and I think that's the key is like, okay, so something we, we talked about earlier um, before we started filming the episode. So mind you, like this is the, when you get this episode, you know, this is literally day before you're going to get it. We're filming this on Sunday and, you know, a lot of stuff has been going on uh, in every aspect. But I think like the most important thing I realize, and it's like in anything in life, you got to take care of yourself first before you can start taking care of other people. And yep. Eric, you can talk about that from actually taking care of not only helping out with your wife, but your, your daughters, you know, at the house dealing with stuff. But for me right now, like, it's one of those things where it's like, 
I sometimes find myself putting so much attention on my, on my wife and making sure she's okay. I forget to take care of myself. And then this buildup happens and then I explode and then it still ends up affecting her in some way. That's me. That that's still me to this day. I, I don't know how to do that. Cause I try to be Superman and, and like, Oh, it's okay. I got this. Or, you know, I, I try to be, I I'm spreading myself too thin <clears throat> and making it as, as though I still have this, this time to, to fit, whoops, to fit in other things. And I really don't. And that's where it starts building up. And eventually <laughs> I'll either snap or just like, I, I, I need to take a break. Like I, I know, like I'm getting on that verge where it's just, it, it's building up too much. Well, and it sucks because you, you're thinking you're doing the good thing by ignoring what you need to take care of yourself. So you can focus it on your, on your, your family. And then you realize as it gets builds up it's like the worst thing you could have done because then the per- <laughs> you're, you're going to explode and the people that are going to affect it are the people you're trying to protect from being stressed out and taken care of it's like <laughs> this really bad cycle that's going through <laughs> yeah i you know i i honestly i didn't even think about that until you until just now when we started talking about it that is true i mean it, they could go a couple ways i mean because there's a lot yeah. of stressors that that will just add up versus the one like explosion if you will no that that brings me to it always so talking about this reminds me of the scene in this is 40 when uh have you seen have you seen this is 40 with paul rudd and i always forget the girl yes yes that was his wife so there i always think that scene where he's in the bathroom for like forever playing on his ipad (laughs) and i've noticed that's a thing now i haven't been to that point yet obviously because we don't have a little one running around yeah um but i've noticed my dad does it I've noticed other of my friends do it. It's for some reason, the dad's safe space becomes the bathroom. And the reason I bring this up is because I think it's one of those things where. Yeah. Privacy. Yeah. And, 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 and I don't think we do a good enough job to remind ourselves we need a mental health check-in and time to ourselves to find a way to decompress as men, because we always have, we feel like we have to always have this shield up. This like, we got to push through it, just like swallow it and push through that. The only time we feel we do that is when we're physically vulnerable. We're on the toilet. That's the only time we can feel we can be emotionally vulnerable is when we're physically vulnerable. And sometimes I almost feel that's not probably the best mindset. Like you got to find when to be emotionally vulnerable without feeling like you have to be physically vulnerable, if that makes sense. Yeah, 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 it definitely makes sense. I honestly, I never even thought about it like that, <laughs> but what? it it make it definitely makes sense. I typically run to the restroom. I, I've done that too, like for <laughs> sure. I'll go on my phone and start scrolling through Instagram because I actually have time or whatever. Yeah, and I'll make that pit stop a lot longer than it probably should. <laughs> Yeah, you, did, sure. you did your business in the first two minutes and now minute 49, <laughs> you're like, yeah, I need to get up at some point. Yeah. I, I, I've even gotten to the point where I'm like, my feet are falling asleep. I better get up now. <laughs> like, I think that's my cue. When my feet fall asleep, that's when I'm like, yeah. I should start standing up here. No, exactly. No. Then I think that's, I think that's so important to recognize. So it's like, we're getting to that point where we have to find ways. So I think when you think about it from this perspective, you know, you start to recognize I'm finding myself, myself doing these things, but why, like what's causing this. And, you know, the first big thing we talk about and you've experienced a little bit of it. Um, I'm 
trying to, I, I won't ever be ready for it, but I'm trying my best to educate myself on it is postpartum and not only for obviously the mother, but you sent me an article about how it's actually a big deal for dads as well. Yep. Um, and the article left my screen. Let me so pull I have it, it here. But yeah, pull it, if you pull it up. So it's the article is from um, the U.S. National Library of Medicine, uh, National Institute of Health, uh, the NCBI. Yes. And it's innovations in clinical neuroscience. And it talks about how postpartum depression in men is actually more common than we think. Um, so something oh, that kind of, Oh, good. No, I, I just pulled it up. Sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, no, no you're good. I, I mean, you dived in a lot more than I have. I, I kind of just started looking at this, but um, I, we talked about something. And I remember you brought up a statistic, like you said, it was like one to 10 or one out of, five it's or something saying, like that it's actually on this document if you look it. at it it says uh I'm really approximately eight to ten percent of fathers um oh here it is you saw that yeah it's so occurring occurring in approximately eight to ten percent of fathers ppd has the highest prevalence within three to six months of postpartum but yeah, it insidiously develop over a year rather than four weeks mm-hmm. so i think it, this is basically saying it's a lot longer span until it actually affects us. Yeah. I mean, potentially, potentially. And that's, that's something like as fathers and men in general, we need to be aware of. Like we it's, it's, I always hate that, that notion we were taught that like, Oh, this only affects certain type of people or certain or women or things like that. Yeah. I don't believe that. And it's, it, everyone has an aspect of this and I, it's one of those things where it's like, we have to be mentally aware that this could happen to us. Um, and I also feel like obviously, obviously like it's, it's going to have, there's a good chance it could happen to your spouse that's pregnant and having yeah. a baby. And you have to be mentally prepared that that's going to happen. Like the biggest, I mean, obviously we haven't had it yet because she hasn't had our son, but it's one of those things where I have to remind myself, like, it's <laughs> like, you can't take everything that happens emotionally to heart. Yeah. Because my wife is going through so much that I don't have control over that. She doesn't have control over. And it's so easy for men to think everything's a personal attack or prideful, <laughs> like it's attack on your pride. And you forget that it's like, your wife doesn't want to feel like this. Yeah. you the mother of your child doesn't want to deal with this. But she has to, and you I'm have all, to. I don't know. You don't. I mean, you know my <laughs> wife. She, she definitely uh likes to pick fight. <laughs> going on in her head, she doesn't want to deal with that. That's how fights typically start. Yeah, but yeah. Um, <laughs> my wife is extreme. Like it, I, I know exactly what you're talking about because with our first kid. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I, you know what? No, go, no, good. No, no, good. Uh, with our first child, um, I I know my wife was telling me, you know, how she would feel sad or just kind of have like a sense of dread a little, a little bit, which she didn't fully understand why. And for me, because I know my wife, she's a bottle of emotions. Like literally, I've seen her 
cry and laugh at the same time. I don't even know how that's possible. Like cry for something that was sad or upsetting. And then at the same time, laugh based off whatever I said or did to try to cheer her up at the, like during the same minute. And so I know she has a full of emotion. So I had to like, I, I don't, I don't want to say I didn't take her serious, but I didn't under, I didn't know the severity of it. You got it. You, yeah. And that's the biggest thing is I think you have to take it with a, I don't know if that's the right like phrase, but like almost like a grain of salt. Like you have to like realize whatever's coming out, like there's more to it than just surface level stuff. Yeah, for sure. And like, that's something that like, I don't know how you are, but I am a person and I don't know if this is a male thing or just, just how my personality is. Like when I get angry at something or upset about something, I hold on to it for a while. Like, I'm just like, like, so if like we ever get in a fight, like I'm mad for a while and like, I'll sit there and I'll think about it too much. And my wife has something that I wish I could have where she'll, she'll get upset about something. And then like five minutes later, she's over it and she's thinking about the next thing. And that used to bug me. I was like, why are you, you need to still be upset as I am. And I realized how unhealthy that is. Yeah, no, it is. It's literally that phrase. Do you not yeah. care? <laughs> I could see that. I think I've done that too. Like, <laughs> how are you cool as a cucumber? And I'm over here just freaking hot. And, but, it, but again, it's that, that idea of like, it's so important to decompress that. Like, and I don't, and I've seen her find ways to do that. If it's having time to herself or maybe closing her eyes for a minute or watching TV or going on her phone, but it's finding that decompression where I get so like, um, so fixated. And, it, and it's funny. It wasn't till, and I mean, hopefully it's not too much information, but it wasn't until we had a, a fight. This was like when we first, like we're married and I got so mad and I, I sat on the couch and I was like, normally like I try to talk it out. And I just, I just didn't know what to do. And then I put on, uh, uh, I first time I ever watched it was Queer Eye Netflix. And I watched it and I was just like in the best mood after. And I was like, man, I'm so stupid. Like, why was I upset? And I think that's so important. It's, it's finding those decompressions of like, but I think as, as, as maybe, I don't know if it's a, a male thing or if it's just how I'm structured, I feel like I need to solve the problem as it's happening. I think, I think it's a guy thing. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I think guys are more inherently problem solvers, and that, that just goes to our, our logical side. Versus, like, I, I personally believe that, let's say, a woman, for example, they react more off emotion versus, um, what we do. I don't know yeah. how true that is or not, but that's based off of my experience. That's well, kind of. Well, and it's funny, we were talking about that the other day with um, her, uh, Vanessa's siblings, like the, the, like the way men talk to each other and the way women talk to each other, there's more of this kind of women are very good at give and take and talk and listen and like bouncing ideas where I've noticed, you know, for men, we mainly like to talk very straight lines at each other. And we like, there's just, I don't know how to describe it, but like this kind of very like this is the path we have to stay on the conversation kind of thing. And in, in essence, it's good because it keeps us on topic. It keeps us focused. Um, but it also the, I think the negative side of it is that it makes us so like it has, like we have to do this and it doesn't allow us to adapt in conversations. And I think that goes into anything else we do. Like adaptation evolution is a big aspect of becoming a better person. And I always feel like it's hard for, at least for me to realize, oh, if this plan didn't go the way it 
did like, it's not the end of the world. It's not like my plan is not ruined. It's just a different pathway. Um, but I think that's so important to like realize that because if you don't, you're going to hit a breaking point and the breaking point, especially from a male's perspective can be very mentally, emotionally, and God forbid, and horribly thinking like, like physically bad for people. I mean, it's, it's one thing to mentally abuse someone. Um, and it's even worse to physically abuse someone because of that. I think that's why it's so important that we have to talk. And thankfully, like I've never had that problem um, from his physical standpoint. I know you're the same one. Yeah, like we're, 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 I've, I've been very blessed and I think God every day that I don't, I'm not like that type of person. Um, but any, even emotional, uh, like any kind of stress is not good either. But I think it's something we have to, to address and, and be aware of. Like if we don't take care of ourselves mentally, the people around us that we love are going to get the path, are going to be in that path of it. Um, yeah. They'll get the brunt of it for sure. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, and it's, it's definitely hard to recognize when you're there. Mm-hmm. And I, I do. I mean, I definitely have a temper sometimes and I know I could feel myself getting hot or started getting more pissed off, I suppose, on whatever we're talking about. And that's where I get fixated on certain aspects of it. And the only way for me to get out of that situation is to leave that conversation at that current moment and give myself a break until I have a better uh, or a clearer mind to come back and revisit it. I, once I think, that happens. I think that's so important. That's It's funny you said, because that was something that I was having in trouble learning. Like I said, we talked about it before. I'm very about like yeah. getting to the point, finding out the problem. Like math was my favorite subject because it was like I can figure out how to solve this now. <laughs> um, but I think it's very important to have that break. And and I'm very thankful Vanessa taught me that because I was always under the assumption if you leave the conversation, like the person doesn't care anymore, and that's not the case. No, not at all. It's more of just I need a break because it could get worse. <laughs> exactly. And you don't want it to get there. Like you, you know what, you know, I, when you get there, I suppose. I mean, there are, have you, have you ever been so angry where like it just, it's red? Yeah. It's, it's, I mean, not to the point of like where I get physical at all in the sense no. of with like, like her or anything else, but it is where it's like, you're like, there's a sense of, I I've hit a wall and I don't know, like it's at this point, it's my emotions have completely taken care of like over me. Rational thinking's out the door. Uh, where it's just like you, you want to scream. You want to, to, I mean, it sounds, I mean, I don't want to sound crazy, but the point where I even laughed of like how ridiculously angry and upset I am, but I'm laughing. I'm just like this. I can't take this anymore. Um, yeah, it's, it's gotten, I've gotten bad ones there. Having technical difficulties here, but, um, yeah, I, I I definitely been there. Uh, there was a time where I kind of got into confrontation with one of my neighbors at my old place and the old me, the younger me would have, oh, it would have been on. Uh, but since I, I mean, my, my wife, my kid were there, I, 
definitely had to check myself, even though the guy was being a complete when <laughs> he deserved to be cracked in his head. I still didn't allow myself to do that. And he was a, he was a much older guy, which I didn't want. I don't want anything to happen for me to get in trouble because of that age. Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, the guy was just being <laughs> stupid. Well, and, and I think that's, again, it goes to that idea of like, we need to, be, and, and I'm glad, and it's one of the things you probably were glad, like I didn't do anything to do anything because not only, obviously like it sucks, whatever this guy did, but it's, it's one of those things where it's like, you've set a tone, not only with yourself, but with your family of like, oh, this is how he's going to get if it gets to that point. And it's one of those things where it's like, it's recognizing in the moment and recognizing like what you need to do. Cause again, there's moments where I've gotten really upset um, where I've, you know, threw the remote against the wall and I've punched the wall or, you know, slammed the door when I shouldn't have. Um, I wonder if that's a normal thing for guys. I, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't, these aren't conversations you typically have with like a guy friend or whatever. You're like, Hey man, how do you, how do you react when you get pissed off type of thing? You know, like I just, but, but again, it's, it's taken away those. We have to get away from, Oh, like, Oh, this is just a dad being a dad. This is a man being a man. He's throwing his little tantrum. We got to get away from that normality. Like, and then, and, and it kind of brings me to my next topic is like, how do you cope with those things? How do you, how do you deal with those things? So you doesn't get to that point. Or if you are at that point recognizing like, and, and it's something that's helped me is like, now that I get there, I always ask myself, okay, what's my goal? What am I trying to do? What, what, and, and how am I going about this? That's going to, to actually get us where we need to be. And if it, and if it's me being angry and just keep hammering the point away and it's not working, that means it's not working. I need, I, I, if it's me breaking away or, you know, listening to music or playing video games or something just to make me decompress, like I, you have to recognize that before you get to that breaking point. And I think that's so important. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, when you have kids, they're definitely going to test that. Well, yeah. And <laughs> all logic goes out the door at that point. Because what you're used to, as far as talking to a regular adult or another person or even an older child, it's not the same at all. I mean, you're dealing with a kid that's crying on the floor, will not give up or will not get up, refuses to listen to you. Everything you tell them is no, no. <laughs> and and you're just like, Ugh! like, it, it's definitely hard. I mean, they're... Yeah. Uh, there have been cases where like, I, I definitely got, I lost my patience with, with uh, my daughter. And even now, like I look back on it and I feel bad. I, I didn't do anything like crazy or anything. I just removed her from that situation and went to go put her in a room or whatever. Yeah. But she was crying the whole way because she saw how angry I was. I didn't have the the nicest tone of voice or anything. I was very upset. And, and I mean, I, I oh, honestly, yeah. I don't know, even know how to react to those type of situations yet. Cause I'm still learning myself. Like that's part of my development and, and everything. It, it, I mean, there are something saying you have to correct it. There are some things saying, Oh, well, you know, they don't know how to process their emotions. And, and so this is kind of how this is kind of just how it is. But I like, 
I don't know who to actually side with at this point. It's kind of just figuring <laughs> out what works. I mean, there definitely needs to be some type of correction to that behavior to let them know that it's not acceptable. Um, but how you go about that is, is, is I guess, the most important part. Yeah, I, I, and it, I think you bring up a valid point is like, you know, like it, when you, I mean, you're, you're not going to be perfect when you react. And I, I mean, based off of what you told me right now, I feel like that's an, that is a very like usual reaction, especially with kids. But I think it's, it's that question of, you know, you need to recognize, like I need to recognize, like we all as dads need to recognize like the way we react to our, our spouse and to our kids are going to be, the emotions might be the same, but I think it's important to know how to react in ways that are acceptable for both. Cause I feel like obviously getting upset with the kid and yelling, like I grew up in a home where, you know, I got yelled at. I don't think that's bad. You, you have to recognize that when you do something, it's going to cause someone trauma. Um, I think it's important to express why you're mad too, of like the reasoning, like, Hey, this is not good. Cause this doesn't make dad happy or mom happy. Cause that was something that I grew up with. I think the explanation is and helping them understand why you're asking them, telling them to do something uh, specific in particular, whatever is one of the most important parts because it, I mean, it, the way I, I, I had read an article and the way they kind of helped me perceive it is, well, you wouldn't want to be around somebody who's telling you what to do all the time mm-hmm. without some type of explanation as to yeah. why you're doing it or why they're telling you this, like help me, or helping me understand a little bit. And it kind of, it, it trickles down to even a toddler, which is crazy because I mean, there are times where I, I like, you just, you're repetitive. You always repeat yourself with whatever <laughs> it is. I'm like, I, we just talked about this two seconds ago, like jumping on the couch, for example, loves jumping on the couch Yeah, and always hurts herself every time. So jump off the couch and bang something somewhere. And I'm we're like, we just told you not to jump on the couch. This is the reason <laughs> why you were going to get hurt. We talked about it. Still does it. But that, but that's the thing is like, it's, it's stamina. I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm essentially, I feel like that's what you're getting at for a parent. Like you have to recognize that this is ne- like telling your kid once is not going to solve the problem. It's not at all. You're, you're going to have to keep telling them. So you have to remind yourself, don't go crazy. If you, you know, you're gonna have to keep telling your kid, you can't do this. You have to like, I almost like just recognize like this is going to continuously happen. So if you get crazy, if you feel like they're never going to learn, well, yeah, because they're, they don't have, and it's funny. We actually had a conversation with Vanessa's sister about that. Cause she's studying a lot of this stuff. She's like, kids don't process this stuff at a young age. They understand logic or reasoning in that perspective. So yeah, you're going to find yourself keep repeatedly saying this stuff. So I feel like as for mental health, it's so important to remind yourself as a parent that, don't go crazy if this is the 300th time you've told your child, you know, to not jump on the a thing because they you have to do that. It's it's I guess the 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 pay you know the t- tax you have to pay to be a parent for this. <laughs> yeah, cost um, of doing business for sure. But that's something I've also learned to like. Granted, we're not at like having that to discipline our kid yet because obviously he's not out. But I think something, and and I don't know if you've had this problem at all, but. It's, I think it's so important to know how to talk to your kid about issues and realize it's also different the way you talk to your wife about this stuff. 
Oh yeah, I, for sure. Because I feel like sometimes like I, I mean, I, I've taken care of my sisters, the younger me. I, and obviously like I've had, a, we've had a babysit, you know, little ones. And I remember one time I, I got mad at Vanessa about something and I said something and she's like, why are you talking to me? Like I'm your child. I'm not your child. I'm your wife. Like, and it's for, you get so used to like, this is how I should discipline in life. When you realize you have to really adjust it to every thing in life, every person, every person. So it's, it's, it's definitely something like, I think the, the biggest through line through all this is like just being aware of where you're at mentally. I think that's why it's so important to check in. Like I've seen, you know, I've been in scenarios where I've just kind of got upset about something I snapped. And I realized it had nothing to do with what was going on is because there was something else that I was dealing with mentally that I was afraid to bring up that I was afraid to talk about. Um, Are you talking about like to like, it was like a a heavy topic type of thing and you're kind of avoiding bringing it up because you don't want to have that conversation because you know, mm -hmm. or you have an idea of where the end result might be or or how the other person feels. So Yeah. The two and the two mistakes I make back to back to that, and I feel like I've gotten a little bit better. I mean, I can hopefully get a verification thumbs up from my wife right now, but <laughs> I feel like I've gotten better. Um, is you know, it's building, letting it build up because you're afraid to have that conversation because of something that happened in the past of where that conversation went. And then when you do that, it ends up leaving you leading to you blowing up and blowing up on the most minuscule thing because you're for, afraid to avoid. And I think that's the biggest problem is like we, we as people, and, and it's not just a dad thing or a mother thing. It's just people in general. We're so big on trying to like uh, predict something that's going to happen. So we do everything to avoid it. And then reality ends up backfiring on us. Like I've had so many moments where I stayed away from a topic because I was, I knew where it was going to go. And then in a backfiring on me because I let it build up so much that I exploded on, you know, me dropping my coffee on the ground. And then I'm like, what was it? What's wrong with you? Like you just spilled a coffee, relax. Like, and then you, then that's when everything comes out and then it leads to the fight and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I think you, you really have to find a healthy way to, to have those kind of conversations with your spouse. So what do you find yourself doing in order to, to check yourself or, or figure out, uh, like you're, you're starting to enter the point of no return type of thing. So, so something that I always needed that I always try to find myself doing is I talk a lot in my head and it's kind of weird too. Cause I even have like scenarios in my head. Like if I brought this up to Vanessa, like how would it play out in my head? And to yeah. me, that's dangerous. That's so dangerous. Because I'm all now, yeah. Oh yeah, because I find myself getting worked up for no reason for something that probably won't even happen. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I do the right? same thing. Like you've already had the conversation to the point <laughs> yeah. where like you just start you're the just conversation, mad. you're already pissed <laughs> off and you haven't even talked to them yet. Yeah. So I, I've, I've learned now, like when I get upset about something and I saw this really cool TikTok of like this therapist post and she said, the first thing you got to do is you have to come to your, your, your spouse. And I feel like it's probably good work with your kids too a sense of vulnerability. Um, I, I mean, it's probably more beneficial to your, to your wife, the kids, they probably don't understand some of that. So you also have to put your, you know, I always feel like it's okay to put your foot down in your tone, like a strong tone, like, Hey, you can't do this, blah, blah, blah. But back to the wife, like what I find myself doing now, like, Hey, I'm just letting you know, like, I'm in a very, very kind of emotion, not emotional, like a mixed place, or I'm not 
in the best place right now. I'm just letting you know, there's something that's kind of bothering me. Um, and I want to talk to you about it. And then we'll get in that conversation. We'll, we still find ourselves building up and like start to feeling the fight come on. But it's one of those things where it's like, Hey, this is kind of bugging me. How can we get to get me better about feeling about this? And then we try to talk about it, but that's usually, I just come up very like, Hey, I have something that's bugging me and I want to talk about this to help me feel better. How can you help me feel better in that situation? And, and, and to help me out because before I would come in and be like, Hey, you know what I saw? I don't, I'm not cool with this. And it automatically feels like an attack on her. And that's when she starts coming back at me. And now as ever since I try to do that, she looks at me like, Hey, he's not feeling well. I need to help him feel better. So that's kind of helped me. Um, but I also, it's, it's the biggest thing is taking away that scenarios in your head. It's hard to do that. Cause I still try yeah. to do it. I still try to do it now, but it's, it's, it's taking away the scenarios in your head and just having that conversation of like, I'm letting you know, I'm going to open up right now. And I, and I, I don't want you to fix the problem. I want you to help me get there, be my guidance. And I think when you do that, your spouse feels like, Hey, he's not trying to attack me. He's just letting me know this is something that's bothering him. And he wants me to help him on the journey on getting better to deal with this issue. Okay. Yeah. I mean, that, that seemed like it would work. I mean, I, I definitely need help in that department because I do have those scenarios already rolling up to the point where, uh, my wife will get home and I'll be on the computer doing something and, <laughs> and I'm doing something pretty important to where I'm like, it may be worrisome, whatever I am, I'm, I'm looking at. And it, we kind of touched on this before we started this episode to where like you feel a, a, as a man and as your husband, a, as the leader of your family, like you need to be that rock, no matter what mm. is ahead of you. You need to paint that face as if everything's okay <laughs> until it's a fan. Then at that point, you're, you're forced to tell them. But I mean, no, it, it, it's one of those things where she'll come home. What are you doing? And I'm like, why? Why do you want to know? <laughs> like, I already, I'm already guilty for sure. Like, it, it like, no, but, it, but it feels like an interrogation in my mind. Yes, exactly. Like she's finding, she's trying to find something to pick on with whatever I'm doing because it's not on her plan or her time or whatever. And it's probably the wrong, wrong route to get, to go. No. And, 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 but what you're doing, I think is so common and so normal in the sense of it happening. And it, it begs that question. Like you need to be as transparent as you can with your spouse, but at the same time, I'm too, all, that's well, scary. transparent that's a scary notion. It is. No, it's super scary. And the the more I realize when I am transparent, the more understanding she is, the more she's willing to work with me. But the, the, the worrisome we've talked about was when you have, now that you have kids on the table, we're about to have a kid. She's already worrying about a bunch of other stuff. And it's one of those things where it's like, you feel stupid for wanting to bring up these issues with her because it's nothing compared to what she's going through emotionally and physically but it's trying to find that right balance of when do I tell her that something's wrong with me? And when do I kind of just find the right time or slowly give her, or maybe even hold it in a little longer so that she doesn't worry you. Cause you don't want to worry. Like you said, you don't want to worry her, but then when you do let it build up, you're already, then you've already built these scenarios, blah, blah, blah. 
it's tough. Dude. I, I don't know the answer I don't to know that either. It's I, cause I, she already know she knows me to the point where she'll know that something's, something's wrong, wrong. <laughs> for sure. Because I start acting different for whatever reason. And, and sometimes there, there's times where she thinks something's wrong and there's nothing wrong. I'm just yeah. in my head or I just have a pissed off look. And that's, I mean, that's common for me for whatever reason. I sometimes just my normal face. I just look like I'm pissed off or whatever, for no reason. So, yeah, and it, you and it's funny because you go from like I'm not going to be that like you know a, a obsessive husband or wife like I'm not going to always check on them like I need to give them the space but then like something happens where like they something does worry them and you didn't ask and then you realize it blew up so then you're like are you sure you're okay and it's like and then sometimes like you said like you're just sitting there like I'm fine I'm just like maybe I just have the the, the what is the rest of- yeah <laughs> exactly <laughs> exact that's exactly what it is so it's for sure. No, it's, it's tough, man. Like, I, I think that's probably the biggest thing I battle with. Um, even before we got pregnant was how do you balance working like with a spouse of any kind? And that's another thing too. It's like, it's not just like a, a, a husband and wife spouse issue. It's, it's a partner. Um, if it's, you know, uh, two, two men in a relationship, two women in a relationship. Um, you also think about cultural like you know if you if you're a, a biracial family like there's so many elements of like you know if you have faith in your family or if you're if you're not if religion's not a big deal and it is for another like there's so many things where it's like how do i bring up these topics without causing conflict of 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 like a, a negative negative conflict where it leads to yelling and fighting how do i bring up these issues in a manner that's healthy um, that we allow to have arguments, but never to the point where it becomes personal attacking or physical or emotional abuse. And that's something for me, it's like when we when we're constantly, like she's worried about her health, she's worried about taking care of the baby and, and us doing things and being as safe as possible. And then I start getting worried and I don't want to show her that I'm too worried because I also want her to feel like she can lean on me. But I also don't want her to think that everything's fine. And then one day I just explode. Like it's, it's trying to find that balance. And it's, 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 I'll be completely honest with you. It sucks because even, even trying to figure that out is stressful. The balance. Yeah. Like I've had so many scenarios where I sit here and I'm just like, this is really bothering me. I don't know how to tell her because if I tell her that I'm adding another level of stress to her on top of everything else that's going on. And I think that's when it's, it's so important as a man to recognize that and be like, all right, what are my options? Is it a friend that I trust? Is it a, another family member I trust? Um, is it my wife or, or, or partner that I can talk to that I feel like I, she, this, the person can handle it? Or even to the point where I've, you know, I think it's completely fair and normal. And if you need to do it, a therapist someone yeah. someone to talk to just it's so important to get it out because I, I i grew up holding a lot of stuff in and same i i'm really actually i'm really good at that when you're saying find an outlet i started thinking about like do i have an outlet uh, I don't yeah know. i mean my sister maybe but it's never it never gets to the point where like it's super serious maybe my dad depending on what it is to seek guidance my mom i you know from a for the most part i think I would probably be able to talk to her about what, like whatever. Um, 
That's good. And, and and something I I I read which is really important like I think the biggest misconception about relationships in general outside of marriage just relationship in general this constant need that the person you're connected with needs to be available for you in every aspect of life. Huh. Like it's okay that like I was talking Vanessa this is like it's okay that I I was when we first started dating and then we got married she wouldn't tell me everything to the of the sense of like she would talk to her friends about certain stuff that she wouldn't talk to me about or her sister and it would get me angry like i'm your husband like you should be able to come to me to that and it wasn't until she made me realize like no like and why would you want that stress i know i was about to say i would now now <laughs> yeah. like i, I kind of had that mindset a little bit but now i'm like i don't even want to know can you call your friend and talk to them about it <laughs> yeah. like <laughs> but again, I got a bunch of other stuff I'm, I'm worried about right now, like, or I'm thinking about, I need to do whatever. No. And, and but it, it, I mean, that's just my own personal thing I struggle with because I'm, a, I love to solve problems. I love to help people. Um, but it, the, but that is something I had to really swallow was like, and then now it, it's actually made it relationship better when she's having a rough day with work. I almost encourage her more to talk to her coworkers about it because I don't know everything that's going on with her at work. Yeah. So I won't be able to relate to a lot of stuff. Same thing with friends, um, especially with this whole thing with her being pregnant. Like I'll tell you the bottom of my heart, like without you guys, specifically Wendy, like I think she, Wendy's helped out Vanessa so much emotionally. Um, And it's been really, really cool. And I think that's important. And same with you, like you've helped me out a lot where it's, it's, we're even this conversation, even this episode it's hard to have that with Vanessa not because I can't have that with her is because the, I don't want to worry her about a lot of this stuff. And, you know, I, if, and it's, it, I think it's completely okay having these conversations with other people that you trust and that you love and that you feel that can give you the right advice to kind of get you through it or just let you release the stress. But like you said, like it's, it's one of the things where as men, we have to really sit there and check ourselves of like, who can we turn to? And, 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 and we can start and, and, and feel confident. Hey, maybe I should start building those relationships or making them stronger than the ones I already have. Yeah. And, and I, I dude, I could totally relate to what you're talking about, especially having a pregnant wife and having something extremely uh, stressful to talk about like extremely stressful and actually had to deal with this pandemic. I mean, she was pregnant before the pandemic during and her, uh, her dad was working throughout this whole thing. I mean, he's, uh, what is it? What are they called? Um, the essential workers, right? Oh yeah. yeah. And he delivers to hospitals. So he definitely, all the, He's definitely in need for <laughs> sure. So that was like one of my big concerns for him is like his own well-being because of COVID. And I'm thinking in the back of my head, like if anything were happened to him, like this is just going to be freaking horrible all around, like to the point yeah. where, she, I mean, if she, if it, if something, I mean, heaven forbid anything were to happen to him, she could lose the baby at this point. That's what was going on in my head. Like you don't when this all went down and I was like, you don't want to tell her that. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we need to have an episode called, or like a series called, I should have known better because yeah. <laughs> I actually, I, there's a lot of cases where I, I definitely put my foot in my, wow, my mouth and 
it came to the point where it kind of slipped yeah. unintentionally and then that escalated and then like all the real stuff of what, what whatever was going on in my head actually Started came out which out. should have not happened at all and i regret it but i had honestly i had no other outlet at that point in time like there it, i don't yeah it, it that was just a weird situation for me cuz it like her her mom was able to stay home or it happened to fall um, during a time where she didn't have to be at, at school because she works yeah. for a school district, um, whatever the case may be. But I was just more concerned with her dad. Yeah, for sure. No, and it's 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 definitely one of those things where it's like you really have to be careful. On and I don't think it's giving the information out. I think it's just how you give it out and the tone you give it out and the, and the, the environment you give it out. But like, you're right. Like it's, it's really finding those outlets. Cause maybe like if you had that conversation with someone that's not hurt or not, not with your wife and then you talk it out and you realize, okay, maybe I'm not stre- I'm stressing too much about this. And then it kind of calms you down or whatever the case may be, but it's important to have that. And I think it's, I think it's really, you got to check yourself on, okay, what are my levels of outlets? Is it as something that I, I, like maybe a DEF CON one with your wife, like it's not too stressful, so it won't stress her out or a DEF CON five where it's like, okay, I need to talk to a therapist. That is a bottle of something. Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Come five I, like, you know, yeah. It's it's one of those things where like I get it. I get it. Um, but it's no, it's definitely like it's recognizing those differences. It's it's recognizing. I think it's so important. So I I I I I'm still learning this stuff. I'm still figuring this stuff out, but I, I really encourage people to like do a mental check on yourself at least once a week and be like, hey, how am I doing mentally? Because when you do that. And you talk to people, if it's your outlet or therapist or, or even just like you said, I said, I said your spouse, if you do that once a week, I think it'll make your life a lot easier going throughout the week. I mean, it's not going to get easy. It's not going to be a piece of cake, but it, it'll give you that extra energy. I feel like to go to the next week um, and every aspect of it too. Cause I also feel like it's good to check in like on different emotional aspects with yourself and also your spouse. Like, Hey, am I giving you everything you need this week? Um, and then also say like, you know what? I also feel like I'm not getting what I was hoping to get from you this week. And not that you need to be demanding or being like a brat or anything. I think it's just important for them to know like, Hey, so they can be like, Oh, well, I didn't realize I was neglect. Cause I've heard a lot, man. I've heard a lot from older people that I've talked to. Like, it can be dangerous when you have a kid and all you do is put your focus on your whole kid that it can, you can neglect your spouse and your spouse feels like they're alone. And then that's on both sides. And that's when your relationship and your marriage is hard. And then you try to come back to it after you kids have moved on. And it's that much harder because you didn't work on each other during the, during raising kids. And that's, I think one of my biggest fears. Yeah. I mean, what was the, uh, I'd read something in order to keep a healthy relationship going, you still need to treat it as if you're dating, still go out on dates and, and do things with them and, and just help them remind them who you are and what type of person you are, because you get so caught up with life that sometimes you forget to do those, those things Yeah, with a kid. It, 
it's extremely hard, especially, especially now, because it, if you're one of the more cautious people, like it, it's hard to just allow somebody in your door to watch your kids where you disappear during a pandemic. And it's yes. like, I can't imagine what you guys are going through. So I'm not going to lie. <laughs> worse. And then let's say it, it, it it's just, yeah, it, it's hard all around to, to do those type of things. I mean, anytime we go out, we have the kids any, any just all the time, essentially up yeah. until, uh, I think mid last month, um, our, our daughter started going back to school. Oh yeah. I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. So that definitely helped as far as time goes. Cause she definitely needs that attention. She's always like, if, if you're not talking to her or if you leave her alone for a little bit, she'll come find you for sure. So and I, and I get it. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's at the end of the day, I think the biggest thing is like, self-checking on yourself and just walking on that tightrope that tightrope of we're gonna screw up like i i i'm not yeah i'm trying to remind myself not to be hard on myself if like i neglect time with my kid or neglect time with my wife it's gonna happen i think it's just when it happens i need to recognize it and then do something to kind of help bring it back to the center Um, see you're absolutely right in that like one of the, one way or another, I mean, sometimes it's even both. Like if I'm at the computer, if I'm doing something in the office or, or whatever, where I have to have full attention to, and they walk in, like you can't really be there for them because you need to do whatever yeah. the task at hand is calling for. And like those type of things, I, I'm extremely hard on myself too. And <laughs> unfortunately, I'm sometimes that carries on to uh, my daughter my yeah. wife, I mo, mo, mostly my wife. Cause I, I'll think that they think like, I'll, I'll think she thinks like me and is just as hard on. Yeah. On herself as I am on myself. And that's not the case at all. Um, but even more so I, it's the guilt. Cause when I tell my daughter mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm busy right now. Or, you know, give me a minute she doesn't fully understand what that means. No. Like, she's just like, why aren't you playing with me type of thing? Uh, But I feel guilty, especially if she'll start crying or acting up because of it or something. It's like, ah, what do I do? And, and now during this pandemic, you're home, they see you, you're present, you're, you're dad and your employee. Like it's hard to. And to them, there's no excuse because you're home. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) So I think that's, that's one of the hardest parts of being at home during this, during this time with your kids for sure. God, yeah. I just, that's, I don't know. That's just crazy to me, but it's, I think you're right. Like it's just, it's, it's, it's so easy to go any of those paths if you're not being aware of it, just either neglecting one or the other, or like you said, both. And then you feel bad. It's that, it's that Latin guilt, dude, <laughs> that, that guilt of just like, and it sucks because like I, I mean, I, I love my mother is probably one of the hardest working people I know, um, is the most loving, one of the most loving people I know. Um, but she carried a lot of guilt with her and I always felt bad because it was, she worked a lot when I was a kid. And at the time as I was a kid, it was one of those things where I just kind of took it personal that she wasn't at my games 
or she didn't come to things. And as I've gotten older, I'm like, holy crap, what was I doing to her? And again, you don't know as a child, you're not really like, you're just, you're, as I mean, as a little kid, you're very self-centered. Yeah, of course. Um, And I think it's so important as a parent, maybe it's just, maybe if that's, cause that's something that we battle with. And even Vanessa battles with, cause she works a lot. Like she's afraid that she's not going to be there for the kids a lot. But I think it's important for that's when the spouse picks up the rest and, and not only picks up the rest in the sense of doing those stuff to fill in, but reminding the kids like, Hey, you know, mommy's working. Like she's, we can have all this stuff because mommy can work. We can do stuff. And something that I love that my dad did was he took us to my mom's work to hang out with her. So we could oh, see cool. my mom working. Even like she would work late nights. And my dad's like, oh, let's go visit mom. We'll go hang out with mom while she's working. And, you know, thank God my, her, her boss was okay with it, but we'd be in the office. And she worked at a law firm. <laughs> we'd be in the office and we're like playing with the papers and staples. And, <laughs> and, the whole punchers. Yeah. And I think as much as it stressed out my mom working, I think it made her feel good that my dad tried to have her, us there. To One reminder that, wait, well, we, we're here for you. We're supporting you. But two, to show us, hey, look at your mom's not just missing you because she doesn't, she doesn't love you or anything. Like she's missing you because she's trying to work. So we can do these things. And my, my mommy used to always say, it's like, do you want me home or do you want to go to angel games? Because mommy can afford to buy us tickets <laughs> to go to angel games. <laughs> and, and that's really what it comes down to. And, <laughs> yeah. and as a kid, you don't understand the difference. You no. just like it. <laughs> And it's really, really difficult to explain and comprehend at, 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 well, definitely at a two-year-old. I mean, she doesn't know the world. She doesn't know how anything works. And sometimes I forget that because I don't, I don't know if she's just mimicking us or something, but I could, sometimes I'll have a full-on conversation with her and she'll be able to have the right responses and everything. (laughs) That's awesome. And the next minute it's, it's. Like she's asking questions where I'm like, we just dove into this complex conversation and you're asking me this basic question and it puts me back. Like maybe you didn't understand the full yeah. uh, point of the conversation. You just understand like little bits. It, like, you know how to under, you know how to respond to uh, certain questions or statements, whatever. She knows the right responses, but doesn't fully understand what that, it fully entails or what that conversation means. is. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So I, I, I understand that. And like, that's because even remembering as a child, I was, I remember that. I remember like, why is mom at work? Like, or why does, you know, why does mom want to do this? Or why does dad want to do this? I don't get it. Like, it's just, it's still, I get completely understand how it's still confusing. So I think it's just that stamina of like completely continuing to remind them until they can start actually understanding what's going on. But yeah, yeah I, I don't know. It's, it's tough. It's something that I'm going to struggle with, especially because I grew up in a home like that of, I felt so bad as I got older, how much I made my parents feel guilty about some of that stuff. Same. And I've apologized so many times as an adult. And my mom's like, you don't need to apologize. You were a kid and you don't know any better. Um, So it's one of the things where I'm definitely going to make sure, but. Yeah. My poor, my poor dad. Cause I, I, my, my parents were divorced, obviously. Uh, so in high school is when I was the biggest asshole ever. So my dad had to deal with the run of that because I lived with him. I thought you were cool in high school. I'm not going to lie. So <laughs> that makes you feel better. 
<laughs> well, to, because you were like a peer versus yeah. like an authoritarian or authority used, figure. When he used to like, come over, I was like, damn, dude, Eric's so freaking cool. Like, <laughs> Thanks, dude. I No problem. Oh, of course. Yeah. Are you kidding me? I still try to be cool every now and then. No, you are. No. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was, I was a, I was a big asshole to him. And I, and I didn't understand things because like the school I went to, you know, going to Bosco, there's a, it's a big diverse crowd. I mean, yes. you have kids that are extremely wealthy mm-hmm. and then you start analyzing all your own situation and like the differences between that and like, you know what I mean? And that just yeah. puts you in a whole different mindset and, 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 in a sense. And like, as a kid, you're, you're pretty ballsy and you just say whatever's at the top of your mind. Sometimes mm-hmm. like you, it's hard to, to filter that stuff, it's, especially when you, when you're hot or upset or whatever. Oh yeah. And it's, it's gotta be tough. I mean, I can't imagine like, I, I was very fortunate that like, I didn't have too many obstacles to deal with going into high school. I mean, the biggest thing was just my, my self-awareness and who I was and my identity and my, and my self-confidence. Um, but I can't imagine like, adding that on top of other family problems or, you know, environments like, yeah. I mean, I remember, you know, going to places and seeing people that like either they could afford anything they want and they got everything they want or people like literally couldn't afford or get anything they want. And it's just like, add that on top of the, of growing up as an adolescent kid. Now put your parents mindset because that's something that I remember my parents would always say. It's like, they always killed themselves over the fact that they couldn't give me more of what they wanted to give me. And it's yeah. not their fault. It's just, no, you know, this is how the, the, the table turned for them. But exactly. I, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of leave it with this. And obviously you can add whatever you want at the end of this, but like, I think it's so important from a mental standpoint for a parent to realize whatever you're doing, as long as you're trying is the most important thing. Um, you got to try and you got to do everything you can. It's not going to be perfect. It's not going to work out. And at the same time, from a kid's perspective, you know, Ezra, if you when if you watch this at some point, when you get older, um, know that something that I learned that I've seen other kids do that are my age now and are older, it's so easy to resent your parents for what happened when you're younger. And I think it's, it's more important to look at them and be like, Hey, yeah, you screwed up in some aspects of my life. Yeah. You, you, you dropped the ball. But what I appreciate is that you tried so hard to raise me and do well. And instead of turning that resentment to something that fuels you as a, as a person, as a parent, I think you need to turn that into something of appreciation. I, I always thought of, you know, I, I always thought of this comic or like a, a Pixar movie, if I ever got to write one, was if Superman had a kid. And, you know, everyone in the world looks at Superman as this amazing person. Mm-hmm. And then the kid comes home one day and sneaks into his dad's room with Superman and he's Superman takes off his, his, his uniform and his cape and he sees cuts and bruises and he's just tired. And it's one of those things, you know, he, the boy sees it and he, I had this, imagine him walking over with like a, a, a wet towel and helping his dad clean his wounds. And I think it's so important. I think you, as a kid, you need to see your parents vulnerable. And as a parent, you need to show vulnerability sometimes because it allows your kids that I don't want to say feel sorry for you, but more feel like, wow, my, my parent is, is, is not perfect. And I like that because I feel like either I can help them or they're a lot like me. And I feel like that's so important to do because 
when you look at your parents sometimes as perfect people, when they screw up, you almost get angry. Like you should have known better you, but when you know that they're vulnerable and they're human, the mistakes aren't mistakes in your eyes. They're more of like, Hey, like it's just an attempt that didn't work well. And the biggest thing is you were trying. Oh yeah. I mean, there, there are different ways to go about things. Definitely. I, so, I agree. That was a good, good point. So, um, okay. So to kind of end it on a, a better note, cause I was like really serious. <laughs> um, I mean, it's mental. Um, I just want to end on this. I think it'd be fun. Uh, I don't know if you guys did this. I know it was probably harder because of the pandemic, but we're trying to figure out the best way we can do this. Since, and I never heard of this until recently is baby moons. Um, basically taking a like honeymoon esque trip. Oh yeah, just, we did that. You guys did that before you had, uh-huh. uh, I see. That's cool. I want to do that. We're trying to figure out what to do before we have, uh, Ezra. Well, we, we did that because, well, we had, we got married when, when Wendy was pregnant. Oh, that's right. And now, I mean, now, I mean, we were engaged like oh, yeah. years before that. It just, this is just how it ended up rolling out. Wait, I mean, Eric is fine. Yeah. <laughs> uh, good, bro. I'm all, it wasn't just a shotgun re- wedding. This yeah. was kind of planned. <laughs> We've known Wendy for a while. So it was bound to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah. Actually, our anniversary is coming up next week. How many years is it now? Uh, well, more- our wedding. So two, wait, how many guys, how long have you guys been dating years. or been together total? I've known her for like 12 years. I was going to say, I, I remember she's like, yeah. Okay. Dang. That's so long, man. That's crazy. Yeah. I met her when I was, I won't say, but it, well, I'll, I'll, I'll be completely honest. When you, when we first met her, we were like, Oh, thank God. Eric, good job. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What do you mean? No, we're just happy. We we're so happy. We, we loved her. It's, yeah. it's stressful to bring a girl into the family and meet her. It definitely is. So and it's we, in, in like, especially during like uh, the holidays or uh, yeah. Christmas, everybody's there. We know we'd love you, dude. I, I mean, I still love Wendy. You, you, you hit it out of the park with that one. So I, um, I got lucky. <laughs> no, yeah, well, she's really cool. But no, I, yeah. I. Anyways, sorry. Go on about your guys' baby moon before uh, Maddie was born. Oh. Well, cause uh, yeah, so she can get on, on a plane anywhere or do anything. So we just headed up to Santa Barbara. And honestly, that was our, the best trip we've ever taken together. That's dope. Yeah. Uh, it was super relaxing. It, it was, it was awesome. See, yeah, I would we, love to do that again. So we want to, we're thinking about going to the mountains or something, um, just to get away or going, I know that it's, I mean, I know it's like winter time, but the beach, but it's California beach. So it's like. It's gonna be cold, but it's not gonna be like freezing, like snow or anything. So, no. and our idea is not to go out. Our idea is just to be in a different place than our apartment. So, like, we're gonna stay in the whole time. We just want to feel like one a bigger place than what we have. Yeah. Uh, so, but no, so, I, I, oh, good. No, no, I interrupted you. Go, go for it. No, I wasn't really gonna add much, but. So that I think, so and I. I hate to do this towards the end because I'm kind of jumping back in, no, but no, I think right. what you mentioned is why my wife ended up having the baby blues the first time because she said she she hasn't experienced that this time around. Yeah, and I think it has a lot to do with her the stresses that were there at that at that specific time. So we're in in a one bedroom apartment. We're having a a kid. Uh, 
like our financial situation wasn't the best given it's still, I mean, you know, it, it's not the best now, but it's, it's, it's better. better. <laughs> yeah, of course. I mean, you always want to see it progress. Um, but now we, you know, we just moved into a bigger place and the, the stresses and the worries that were there before. Yeah. Yeah. Before aren't there anymore. So, we, you know, I think that helped. It's, it's, it's for some reason as human beings, we like to take on everything at once and it stresses out. Like it's, and I feel you like we, our biggest stress about having the baby besides the pandemic is right. Where are we going to live with this baby? Cause we have a one bedroom apartment and it's not a big apartment at all. So like with all the, and it, we were so grateful for all the gifts we gotten from the baby shower, but it like this stuff adds up in this apartment. So when we found out we got a home and it was, they took our offer and we're getting close to closing escrow. Like it was such a sigh of relief because we were ready to move. We were going to move out no matter what, if, it, if we had to move to an apartment. So it was, it's so nice to have that. Cause like you said, it's just added stress makes the process that much harder, especially on, on our spouses uh, and going through this pregnancy and things like that. So, and I can, and it's funny too, because I can't even imagine the process and we can talk about that in an episode. I would love to get someone on an episode to talk about adoption because I can't even imagine that process of adoption. Yeah, I don't even know how any of that works at all. Because the stress of having a baby is more focused, and, and I'm, I'm saying this based off the information that I have in my own head, but more focused on like a health perspective. Yeah. Like keeping your, your wife healthy during the pregnancy. But if you're adopting, like that's just making sure that you have a safe environment, a good environment for your and paperwork. And I feel like that's almost more riskier. Like the closer you get to adopting that kid, you could lose out on getting that kid for some reason, if it's financial situation or like they don't feel you're stable enough to, to take care of it. Like, I don't know what that process is like. And I got to feel like yeah. it's got to be just as stressful in a wholly different type of mindset. Yeah. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know what that fully entails at, at all. I, I know, know people foster and I know sometimes uh, it may not be the best situation for the child going into that foster home, but I don't know what it's like when, you know, it, it but I, I've, I've seen it too, where like I've, we have, we have friends or not. I mean, there, I mean, I was friends with them in high school, but I have people that I know in high school that like were foster parents and then took, and they were able to adopt the kid, which is a really cool experience. But even then, like if you're a good foster parent and you fall in love with this kid and then you don't get to keep the kid, like you don't get to adopt a kid. Like I can't imagine what that's, that's gotta be heartbreaking. Oh yeah. Like, it, actually my aunt was, was uh, fostering some child and this poor little girl. I, I don't remember how, I think she was like four or something like that. And she told me the backstory. So apparently her parents were, Druggies or addicts. Oh, that sucks. And so because of that, she was deaf. Oh and my God. Yeah. Yeah. The child was deaf. And so she would sign like, I, 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 uh, she wanted to stay there with my aunt. Like while I was there, would oh, like put her head on her chest to like feel her heartbeat and stuff. And I'm oh like, my Oh my God. She was the sweetest little girl. I'm like, I don't know how you oh. could give her back. I would be like, I would, you're mine. I would. Like, there's no way. Right. Like, <sighs> even now I'm like, Oh, just tearing up from it. Like I just, yeah, that's it's, rough. I don't know how, how people do it. I commend whoever foster people. It, that seems to be really rough. The moral of the story is yeah. check on yourself. <laughs> yeah, you for could, sure. 
that's it's, it's like that with adoption and even um oh my god what is it called when you for couples that can't get married or pregnant but they can do like the vitro? yeah like even that's got to be our surrogacy or god like i at the end of the, the end of the day everyone's scenarios that are different is just as everyone's is just as stressful as everyone else i think it's so important to check on yourself but yeah um but yeah i i I think that's where we leave it i think it's like we we hit a lot of great topics there um please leave comments Uh, if anything you wanted to add or anything you could help us with that we have talked about yeah definitely leave some comments i mean we can revisit this on a later episode and, and touch on uh more specific situations yeah so, um, yeah, follow us on social, uh, cause we're dads. Um, if you want to check out our stuff on the website, cause dads.com email us at Josh or Eric cause dads at cause dads.com. Um, yeah. And I just want to say thank you, Eric, for this episode. This was a really, really good episode. I appreciate you opening up, um, and appreciate us having this conversation. Cause I mean, this Same. is. This, honestly, this episode sums up the main reason I wanted to do this podcast. So I hope we have more and more of these. So thank okay. you, man. Same. Yeah, no, definitely. Same here, man. Hey, this is definitely a, a form of therapy for me. So perfect. All right, gents. Because uh, that's out. All right. Thank you for listening. Until next time.